Are you a couponer or want to be couponing? Coming up in episode 72, where we talk with Tracy Phobes as she shares how she went from couponing to soulful saving. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. Happy Thursday. Well, I guess that is if you're listening to the episode if as it's published. And if you're not, happy day to you. I'm really grateful that you took a moment out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. Today, we have yet another wonderful guest. I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm just grateful and just feel really blessed to be able to connect with the people and share with you these wonderful human beings that I'm able to share with you. So before we get started, I wanted to remind you, because one of the things that we're talking about is about saving and not just saving with coupons, right? Think Really thinking about other waves of saving. So really spoiler alert, that's one of the things we're talking about. And in order to be able to do that, you have to know what's going on with your money. You have to know the money coming in, the money going out. But in addition to that, you have to know where all this money is going to. So not that it's just being spent, but where are you spending more on food than you're spending on fuel for your car, whatever the case may be, you have to know where exactly your money is filtering to so you can make better decisions. And if you're not clear and have no clue what's going on, it's okay because I'm here to help and you can grab my free, I did say free, Jumpstart Your Money mini guide where I help you do just that, figure out exactly what in the world is going on with your money, where it's going, figure out all those details in a non-overwhelming way. So you can grab that at jenhempill.com forward slash mini guide. So I definitely recommend that you do that. So let me share with you what we're going to learn in today's episode. We're going to learn my guest's story of bankruptcy, how she went back into debt and now being debt-free and what they've learned from it. We're going to learn why she went from doing all of the things with the household money to getting her husband involved. We're going to learn that trick that she uses of using credit, a credit card, actually in a particular store, (laughs) getting the discount from using that credit card, that store uh, card, and at the same time, being able to keep in line with her cash envelope system that she uses. And we're also going to learn why she prioritizes life, family, and finances, and in that order. So let me share with you a little bit about Tracy Phobes. Tracy Phobes started her site, Penny Pinching Mom, back in 2009. And I actually have been following that site for a while. And her goal was just to help people save money and get out of debt. And her site has transformed from some coupons and deals to a resource to help families learn how to better handle their finances and live the life they truly want. So I know you're going to truly enjoy hearing from Tracy. So let's not delay and go ahead and get on with the interview.
Welcome, Tracy Phobes, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for inviting me. I am too. I know you're doing amazing things, empowering women and money. And so I'm thrilled to be a guest today. Well, I'm happy to have you here because before we started recording, we were just reflecting back when we connected when I first uh, started and you were just so generous with your time and helping me out. And we were just reflecting on how things has evolved for us. So it's, it's just pretty neat uh, to connect with you again. And still, we still haven't met in person, which is crazy. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I always tell everybody that some of my best friends live on my computer because <laughs> I network with people online all of the time and I get to know them that way. So when we do finally meet in person, it's like this huge celebratory moment. It's like, oh my gosh, you really are a person. You're not just a face on my computer screen. So it's a lot of fun. It's crazy. It's crazy. So let's get to know you better. Tell us a little bit about how you grew up around money. So essentially your money story. Sure. We grew up and my parents ended up getting divorced when I was a sophomore in high school. And a few years before that happened, my dad was a door-to-door food salesman. And so he made a good living and we lived very comfortably. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. I guess absolutely, totally middle-class America would best describe us. Well, then something happened and my dad lost his job. And so he decided to create his own company. And we still struggled, you know, with that whole uh, getting your company up and running off of the ground. If anybody has done that, it's very financially draining, stressful, etc. Fast forward to that sophomore year in high school, and my dad decided actually was declared legally blind. Mm. And as a result, he could no longer drive a vehicle, which meant he could not have his company. And so my parents were doing everything they could to try to recover from that. And part of that whole struggle was my dad had to go to a school for the blind so he could learn Braille and how to live as a blind person, because it was a total different way of thinking and way you had to view the world. So through that whole process, my parents ended up getting a divorce and that Mm -hmm. left my mom to take care of us. And then we started to struggle and there were months we couldn't put food on the table and my mom would have to ask my grandpa to actually send money it was a struggle. And I think out of that struggle, my parents never talked about money. They never discussed it. It was a very almost not taboo, but yet it was. We didn't ask them about it. My mom never told us that we were struggling, but she never took the time to really educate me about money and finances. She showed me how to balance a checkbook. And that was the extent of my financial knowledge as a child. So unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of positive influences financially growing up, I don't think it was that my parents didn't care. I just don't think they understood the importance of a financial education when it comes to your children. Right. And was that an influence of what you're doing today currently? Or did that come just down the line? It actually kind of evolved. In my early 20s, you know, I think part of not having an understanding of money and credit and everything, I got myself into trouble. I blame no one but me. I own it 100%. As a result of that, I did have to declare bankruptcy. Horrible thing to go through. However, I also call that lowest time in my life the best time in my life because I learned so much about myself. I was able to focus better on money and had a better understanding of how money works. Then I met my husband and we racked up a little bit of debt and didn't like it. 
definitely not enough to have to declare bankruptcy, but we decided to work ourselves out of debt. And through that process, I started figuring out even more about money and the importance of that budget and, you know, driving home that whole point of writing it down, knowing where your money goes, living with cash and all of those different things you learn. And during that entire time, we were getting out of debt. I belonged to different online groups, you know, stay at home mom. I didn't have a lot of outside friends. So I lived on my computer <laughs> and I started sharing my ideas with people. And they said, you need to share that with others. And from there, the site was born. And as they say, the rest is history. Oh, that's awesome. And I love how that evolved. So tell us a little bit about at home, how if you could take a little, if you can give us a little snippet or tour, if you will, and then in a month's time, how do okay. you manage how are your finances managed at home? Do you have a certain system of like, or do you do divvy up the things with your husband? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, my husband actually, a few years ago, I realized that we both have to have a full responsibility when it comes to our finances. We both need to understand it. And at that point, I was handling it all, to be honest. Mm. Um, we did our budget together, but then I would take care of all the bills, making sure everything got paid on time. And I came to realize that if something happened to me, would my husband know how to handle that? And it's kind of funny because it seems to be the opposite scenario of so many women today, that maybe their husband handles everything, but they don't know how. Mm -hmm. And so I actually went to my husband one month and said, you know what? Next month, you're taking care of everything. I will teach you. You are taking over that responsibility. I'm now taking care of three children. Things are so busy with that in the business. I don't have time to do that and get the bills paid. Good for you. I know how to do it, but you need to know how to do it. And so I just turned it over to him. Now, he does do that every month. We still use Quicken. It's our software that we use. We export our transactions from our bank so that we don't miss anything. He reconciles it every single month. We sit down with a good old spreadsheet for our budget. And it is saved in Excel. And my husband grabs his computer and we sit down on the sofa every month. And we go through, we take a look at what happened last month. Did anything unexpected come up that we need to make an adjustment to the budget? You know, how did we do on our spending? Did we have not enough money in our grocery budget to actually put food on the table and we had to borrow from another fund. So we sit down and go through that together. And then when our bills come in, I set them in our bill slot. We have a little hanging folder on a doorway. And then every Sunday, like clockwork, my husband sits down with the bills and pays everything for the week. It doesn't matter how we get paid we still sit down and pay our bills every single week. And it gives us a couple of good reasons that we do that is because we can see our money then. Once a week, we're checking the checking account. We're making sure everything looks good. We know all the time how much money we have. There's never this issue, especially close to the end of a pay period, like, oh my gosh, how much money's left? Do I have enough money to put fuel in the car? And I don't want this check to bounce. I don't want my debit card to get declined and turn 50 shades of red at the grocery store. So that just has become our norm is every week we pay the bills, we get everything pulled into the account. Then at the end of the month, always reconcile without fail, which is something we have to do because we both feel it's so important to make sure that we're always in agreement with what the bank says. Because there's so many times that maybe you know, there's something that hasn't cleared the bank, but maybe we have cleared 
or we forget about that automatic deduction that's coming out for something and we don't get it pulled into our checking account. But by us doing this every week, there's never surprises. There's never any issues. We never have too much month and not enough money because of how we manage our finances. That's wonderful. I like that. And would you say, are you more when you pay? Are you doing groceries or out and about? Do you use cash or check or credit? People still use checks. <laughs> I find <laughs> I know I use them once a month. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny. We actually use checks only for our children's fees at school. And okay, the only yep. reason we do that is because if we pay online, they charge a service fee. I'm not paying 50 cents so that I can give you $25 for lunches. That doesn't make sense to me. There's no logic to it. (laughs) No, I agree because we were doing that for school lunches, but because of that, but they've changed that now, at least here in this area where you go online and you don't have to pay the service fee. So we've done away. I just do it. I do use the check for the cleaners when they come and clean the house, but that's about it. You know, honestly, that's it. That's really it. So, oh, and then actually I take that back. The other check. When my husband has his payday come, we write a check to get cash because Mm. we are a cash family. We have envelopes and envelopes for everything. So probably 75% of our spending a month is 100% cash. We use our debit card for fuel just because it's so much less convenient to use cash when you're filling up. So just as, and fuel is not something you're going to overspend on. You know, it's not like you go to the grocery store and the grocery store, you could overspend by 20 or $30 outside of your budget. I'm not just going to decide to put more fuel in my car because I feel like it. I'm going to put whatever's needed to fill up my van. And that's the, that's it. That's not a budget issue for us. Right. Um, but even like dining out, we have three kids and we have one meal a week that we eat out as a family. That's it. We do not go out to dinner any more often than that and we use cash for it. And so uh, usually one of them is more of a fast food type of a place just because Mm -hmm. it doesn't cost us as much. And then one's always a nicer sit down just because it fits into our budget that way. But clothes for my kids are getting ready for back to school. I grab my cash envelope with my clothing money that I have been saving up in it, stick that in my purse and I head out to the store and I shop. Now I will say when I go to like Kohl's, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have a discount where I can actually use my card. I'll use my card and then turn around instantly pay pay Yeah. And that's because you can pay in the store. Yes, exactly. So I get that instant say I get that saving. So I'm saving as much as possible, but I'm still not racking up debt and I'm still really using cash. And actually that double, you know, kind of helps as well because I continue to use the credit, pay it off and all of that. So. Right, right. That's wonderful. And what would you say is your proudest money moment? Um, Probably the day that my husband and I looked at each other and said, we're debt free. Outside of our mortgage, I don't want to make me think we got everything paid off. But that day when we fit, we had $37,000 in debt when we started working. And when we made that final payment, I looked at it and I said, for the first time in my adult life, I have zero debt. And it is zero debt, not because I went to the court and said, oh, please take care of my debts for me because I know I was irresponsible and I couldn't take care of this. No, I was debt free from the hard work that I had put in. I did it. And I didn't ask for anybody else to help me out. That's awesome. And I know with us being uh, debt free last, I think it was last year, just how liberating. And of course, it, you know, when people say, what does that mean to you? Freedom, but it's, it is freedom. But it's, I just see because we were tackling that debt like nobody's, I mean, it was a good portion. (laughs) 
yeah, of our income just yeah. so we can get. So it's just interesting. Oh, we've got this money and uh, we can do, you know, we've got, we have set it up. I, I do like a virtual envelope system because that's just what works for us. Because for me, for some reason, I was discussing this, cash for some reason, I know for some you can go and you'll stick to it. But I, for some reason, when I have cash, I don't have like this accountability to it. I don't know. I just work different. Uh, so for me, the virtual, like a envelope system virtually, that works better. But just what I was getting at, I digress there. But <laughs> what I was getting at is with the freedom of not having to pay debt month after month, is just amazing. Even though we have it set up where the money is going, retirement, all these other stuff, fun stuff, the next car or travel. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, because I check in every month or maybe he's gotten a more, there's more income. It's just fun to figure out what to do with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm just, it's just, it, I get in this moments of like gratitude. I'm like, this is just amazing. You know, we're not strapped uh, exactly. like we were in the past. So yeah, like for us, our biggest thing that we got to do was we took three children to Florida for 10 days. Mm -hmm. Disney, Universal, the whole thing, 100% paid for in cash. Had we not been debt-free, we would never have been able to do that. Right. At least without racking up debt. Right. Yeah, we were able to pay for it all. And that was that was a really incredible moment, you know, because everybody knows how expensive a trip like that can be. And for us to know that when we came home, after 10 days of being out, out of town, there weren't going to be credit card bills showing up in the mail uh, in the mail, and us trying to figure out how to pay for it. It was done. It was paid for. And it was a great feeling. And only people who don't have debt can really understand that. Like you said, it's that freedom. It's like, it's liberating. It's just, I have so much less stress in my life. Yes. And for me, I think that's the biggest factor. When you don't have debt, you can remove that level of stress. We all have stress you know, whether it be from work, family, medical, but not having financial stress, that's amazing. It's just right. such a good feeling. I don't worry going to the mailbox. And like when the price of fuel goes up or groceries go up, people have to panic because their budgets are so tight. They have no wiggle room. Right. You don't. Exactly. I'm like, oh man, that really stinks that I had to pay an extra, you know, $50 in for fuel this month, but it didn't hurt us. It didn't affect us in the same way because we don't have that looming debt and that stress of how am I going to make the mortgage payment now? So it's, it's amazing. Right. And then the, but the, on the other side of being that free, what I've noticed is just even just recently is just being careful of, because you have this extra money, even though I have it going to specific places for specific purposes, you, well, we have the money, we can do it. And sometimes you get into the other spectrum of, <laughs> Yes. Of, yes. Well, we have it. So why not? And then sometimes exactly. you may make some purchases that you're like, why did I do that? Exactly. That was not. Exactly. So it's just so you have to be mindful of that, too. It, it is. And I think once you've been in debt, and I think when you get yourself out from that, you have this mindset, you never want to go back there again. Absolutely. You do not want to let yourself get there. So sometimes you might go up. Well, sometimes we'll go a little crazy and we do have some fun. But then we rein it back in, like, okay, that was fun. We can't continue to live like that. Let's get back on track. And so it allows you those little splurges, that little freedom where you can maybe be a little more aloof with your spending. But then, again, you rein it back in and you get back <laughs> on that budget. And you're like, okay, we cannot continue to do this. Let's let's stick to the budget here. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for sharing all that. Now, 
I want to hear more about your website, Penny Pinching Mom. I recently recommended to an episode because I love, there's a lot of couponing sites, but yours has like so much <laughs> than that. So what, you've been around for a bit. So to what mm-hmm. has a, before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Tell us a little bit about Penny Pinching Mom and what has evolved over the years. Absolutely. When I first started out, I was more into the coupons in the stores. That's where my focus was. And the reason for that is when I began, that's right when the coupon craze was huge. You know, we had extreme couponing coming out and there were all of these forums and tons of coupons and double coupons and these amazing, amazing ways to get stuff for virtually nothing at the grocery store. And so that was where my focus went. As time has evolved, so has fraud with couponing. And so that's really required a lot uh, more strict policies. Mm. Stores have removed and scaled back on what they allow people to do. And as a direct result, you cannot work things the same way you did even five years ago. And as that has all changed, so has my personal desire to use coupons. I started looking at the products I was buying and realized that the things that my family needed, there really weren't coupons for. Mm -hmm. So that really changed the way I had to look at money. And so I had to figure out other ways to save money so that I could afford to buy the products that we needed, simply because there were no other ways to save. And so through this whole process, I've realized saving money is not just getting a coupon at the store. Saving money Mm -hmm. is a lifestyle change. It's just the way you look at money, the way you handle money, the way that you think about it, um, what we can do to just really stretch our budgets further. And it really led me to want to move away from telling people, print this 50 cent coupon and get a free package of cheese at the grocery store to what can you do to change the way you handle money so you don't have to sit there and clip those coupons at the grocery store all of the time. As things changed through that, I started realizing too that I'm more than saving money. You know, we all are, we're not all one level. We're not just one thing that, that drives us. For me, it was also through this whole process of getting out of debt and helping others was realizing I'm a mom and I have a lot of great things I've learned over the years. Maybe I can help people even in parenting and maybe I can help with sharing ways that you can cook meals at home. You know, a great way of, like I said, saving is just not spending, you know, not dining out. And so it's evolved into showing people that I'm not more than just coupons, but it used to be just about budgeting. And now my tagline is life, family, finances, because that's honestly the way that we should look at our life. Look at your life first and enjoy your life. Then enjoy your family. And you know what? And the finances can follow. But you need to have your priorities straight. If mm-hmm. you are so focused on saving money and that's all that you're doing, are you missing out on your life? Are you giving up time with your family? Because at the end of the day, everybody's grave looks the same. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't (laughs) matter, you know? And so I feel these people who are so driven to just save 50 cents. I think, what are you giving up? And I realized that's what people were coming to my site for initially. And I didn't like that. And so I just took a step back and I'm like, okay, I want to change my focus here. I'm going to get away from so many coupons and deals because that's a dime a dozen. I want to share stories, ideas concepts, recipes, all these types of things that I know 
families need to live a more well-rounded life. So that's more my focus at this point. I love that uh, because I, I definitely agree with you. I am one that I will tell you right away. I just don't do couponing. I save elsewhere. I have other also where I save uh, versus couponing because couponing doesn't light me up. Uh, But unless it's conveniently placed in my hand and I'm (laughs) buying that particular item. But like you, I found some of the items that I wanted didn't have those coupons. And I really, really like the focus and how you mentioned your tagline, life, family, finance, and the strategy or how you put them in that particular order mm-hmm. because you're you're so right at the, at the end of the day your money is important but it's not been, everything it's not everything absolutely yeah. and i think getting your life straight your family straight and like you said those priorities will help the financial part so much easier because you're already yeah. straight you don't you decluttered your mind on, on the other stuff because that's a lot of the time with money and that's what i see a lot is just there's it's not that the money is hard to deal with. We convince ourselves it is just because of the clutter that's in your mind from yes. whatever's going on in your life and your uh, family life and your job or whatever the case may be. So I really, really love uh, that tagline. Thank you. Thank you. I took it. It was a lot of you know soul searching about what am I really about? Mm-hmm. And I felt like part of me was getting pulled into a direction just because this is what readers want. Okay, give the readers what they want. But my heart wasn't there. And I realized that I have to love what I'm doing. And I have to feel good about what I'm doing. And so just, I did a lot of soul searching about what mattered to me, and decided that this was time for this change. And I just needed to jump in. And I've had to relearn a lot of things. Because when you run a coupon and deal site, the way you blog is totally different than Mm. a traditional website. And so I've had to really do a lot of reading. You know, we talked earlier that we feel like when you start out with the blog, you start reading and you're learning and you feel like you're just this sponge Mm -hmm. and you start to figure it out, but you never stop reading and you never stop growing. And so for me, I had to go back kind of like I was starting over and Mm -hmm. I did a lot of reading and unfortunately I did know some things, but I learned a lot of new things and new tactics and strategies. And so being able to kind of pull it all together And now I feel this overwhelming sense of calm when it comes to my site. I'm not stressed. I'm not worried about trying to find the next deal. I'm not worried that I'm not telling readers about every deal. For me, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give you the information to help you live a well-rounded life. And you can take from that what you need to so that you can make it work for yourself. Absolutely. And I can imagine just putting the coupons. I'm sure that was a Oh, I don't can't imagine how much I think there's databases and stuff, but okay. I can't even imagine how much time that takes. Oh, absolutely. Now we still do a few of them because mm-hmm. it is still something that I think is important, but right. we don't focus so much on the coupon. It's more like right now back to school. I mm-hmm. provide resources for people so they can find the best price on the things that they need. You know, that's just smart shopping. And right. so that's what we're trying to do at this point is saying, okay, you need to buy jeans for your child here. Here's how you can get the best deal on, on jeans this week. So there's still a little bit of that, but right. that's just not my focus. You know, it's kind of a side thought, if you will. It's like, if you're on a motorcycle and you got your sidecar, that's where my coupons are. They're in my sidecar next to me. I'm not leaving them out, but they're not actually steering. So, right. That makes sense. And so when you go, when someone, you have a new visitor on your site, what do you want them to gain the most from just being on your site? I want them to understand, oh, good question, that 
we need to just have joy within ourselves and we need to have a calm and we need to not allow stress to come in. So I want them to come in and just feel comfortable. I want them to feel like when they're reading something that I'm writing, it's like we're sitting at a little cafe over a cup of coffee and I'm just chatting with them. I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to feel you know, empowered when they leave that they can do this to read my story and to know what we did and to know it's possible and that any of these goals and dreams that you have in your life, you can achieve them. You just have to have the tools to do that. And you need to feel like there's somebody in your corner and somebody who gets you that right. relates to you. And so that's what I'm really hoping is that when they read anything on my site, they're like, I could be friends with her. She could be my best buddy. And that's what I'm really hoping is just to connect uh, and be relatable to readers. That's awesome. What would you say is the best piece of advice that maybe you is not talked about enough in your opinion? Honestly, I think it's communication. I think there's this whole taboo that when you talk about money, that you're being vain mm-hmm. and that you're being um, showy. Oh, I have money or I don't have debt. And that's really not the case. And I, so I think people have to realize if you have, you're in this relationship of any sort, you have to talk about your money. If you don't talk about your money, you're setting yourself up for failure. And so you could have the best budget in the world. You could have the most incredible app that you've ever seen that does everything for you. But at the end of the day, if you are not talking to your significant other about money, you may as well just throw that all away. I hear you. And, and there's just some life can happen. And so many yes. things can happen. Uh, your yes. spouse can pass away, something happen or get yes. ill or you can get ill. Or I always talk about how both, you know, especially in a relationship, both sides have to be in the know. Mm-hmm. Do, exactly. Does one have to do everything? No, not necessarily. You can div- divvy it up, but they have to be in tune to what's going on. Uh, so exactly. I definitely uh, agree with that. Yeah, and we actually get emails from people. I had somebody and she's like, my spouse isn't on board. And I'm like, if your spouse isn't on board, it's never going to work. And so she actually emailed a couple of months later. And she's like, I don't know if you remember me. And I did. I remembered her name right away. And she mm-hmm. said, I have to thank you. She said, I sat down. And we had a long heart-to-heart talk. She said, I will happy to let you know that we got rid of our leased vehicles. We are, you know, have already made a big dent into paying down our student loan debt. And she said it was just because we started talking. And when I read something like that, it's like to know that somebody takes mm-hmm. what you're saying and they're listening to you and they're actually putting that into practice, it's a great feeling because you don't usually hear from your readers in that capacity. But it just proves that point that you have to talk. Come on, people, you have to talk about this and it'll make a huge difference. Absolutely. Recently, I did a whole month of podcasts that was just about relationships and money and the emails that I got and the messages that I have gotten just from that, from even people that are I haven't gotten married. This is the one that was the most recent that they're planning a wedding and how she listened and how to those uh, episodes and how it's been able to help them have more fruitful conversations. Mm -hmm. And she's even gotten him to listen uh, to those episodes. So that just hearing those things is just so rewarding uh, to hear because of the impact in the that you're making on people just from something that you feel strongly about and just sharing from your heart or having others share from their heart. So 
Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, you got that feedback as well. Yeah. It makes you just feel like at least somebody's listening to you and you're not just talking to yourself. So <laughs> absolutely. That makes a difference. <laughs> well, this has been fabulous, uh, Tracy, to connect again. Yes. And uh, as you know, this podcast is about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because. Because as a woman, I need to be empowered and to know that I am smart I am worth it and I don't need somebody to have to show me what to do that I have money and I can do with it what I will. Love it. Well, thanks again uh, for being on Tracy. I'll be sure to show your website in the show notes so people can go and check it out because it is, I had seen the changes and uh, I just feel like you can go to your website and get so much uh, from it. So I congratulate you for for the changes and the involvement in your website. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Me too. And it was a pleasure to be here and chat with you. And we definitely have to find that time we can actually finally meet in person. And it'll be a glorious moment, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks so much, Tracy. (laughs) Thanks, Jen. What did I tell you? I hope that you enjoyed the chat with Tracy as much as I enjoy talking with her. Now, there was one part that really, really resonated with me, and I'll tell you what that was and why in a moment. But first, I want to do a shout out and a thank you for a review that came in for the podcast and iTunes. And this comes from Money Maven Pam. And it's in regards to actually the most re- uh, recent episode, uh, episode 70 with Dr. Krista Wells. And she writes, Jen, thank you for bringing all of your amazing guests to your audience. This episode was especially interesting for me. Dr. Wells had a wonderful money role model and her dad in the story fascinated me. Well, you are definitely not alone, Pam, because I am right there with you. So she goes on to say, love how you ask questions about her challenges, money story, and brought her story to life. Great job. I am looking forward to more podcasts. So Pam, I really appreciate your kind words. Means a whole lot to me. Definitely continue listening. And thank you for that nice five-star review. Pam, again, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. My takeaway from this chat with Tracy was her view on life, family, and finances, and then that order. I absolutely love that, and I can't agree more with her thinking here. Because if you think about it, let's just say you're completely stressed about money, and let's say that maybe there's a lot of debt, and let's say that there's very little wiggle room in your budget, and let's also say that you are not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It consumes you to the core and that's all you think about. Let's just be hypothetical, right? Maybe that's you, maybe it's not. But let's just say for the sake of this example, if you're in that spot, what if you took a moment to just breathe and reflect on other things like your life in general with taking money out of, you know, just taking money out of the equation of your life, right? Reflect on your life, reflect on the amazing things in your life, because there are amazing things at the end of the day, right? No matter how bad your situation may feel, there's always something amazing about your life. So reflect on that, reflect on what's important to you, reflect on your family and the important and the amazing things about the family, Uh, And let that really fill up your bucket 
and re-energize yourself before you tackle your money. I encourage you to do so. I can't explain how important it is because I have been there. So I'm going to give you some perspective of my personal experience and hopefully I won't tear up. So back in the summer of 2006, we were moving again. We found also, so we basically were moving. We found out we were expecting our second child. We had a house that had that we weren't living on because it was in a previous place that we had lived at that had been on the market for six months. So we've been paying rent and mortgage at the same time for six months at that point. And on top of that, coming back to the United States, because we were overseas at that time, and meant a significant cut in income. And mind you, I was pregnant. Mind you, I am the military spouse, so I didn't necessarily have a job, right? So then our oldest, we had the preschool, right? We enrolled him in preschool. And so I was, of course, we had our debt. Like at that point in our lives, like money being tight was an understatement. It was consumed me and was probably one of the toughest moments and our the toughest years because this was several years in our life as, and as a family. It consumed me to the core. I was miserable. I think at some point I was depressed. If I'm being honest with you, I don't know, but it was a very tough. And on top of that, my husband deployed to Baghdad. So add that <laughs> to the equation. The point being here that I allowed that money situation to consume me and be miserable. So that didn't allow me to move forward because I was so consumed that we needed to make more money to make the ends meet. I wasn't reflecting or really being grateful of what I had in front of me, of the life that we had. We were, our basic needs were being met. I was expecting the second child that we had wanted for years. Our son was doing great, right? So I wasn't reflecting on those things. I was only focusing on the negative, which was our money was really tight, right? We were having, we financially were in tough times. So I want to just, if I had thought, I mean, granted, this does happen later on, but if I had allowed myself to reflect on our life, reflect on the family, I think we, we would have been able, I personally would have been able to move forward a little more quickly, right? It would have allowed that, and I know I talk about the clutter in your mind, just not allowing you to clearly think on what you could do with the finances to problem solve and figure those things out, right? So I allowed that tough time in our life to consume me to the core that it didn't let other things that were great that were going on there to fill up my bucket, right? And I think that's important. So I hope I didn't rattle on. I hope that made sense, that it's really, really important to look at those other areas in your life, like your, or just your life in general. I know what's important to you, your family, reflect on those things, be really take a moment to reflect on what is going amazingly well take some time to be grateful for that. And that will allow you to fill up that bucket, take out that dirty water, if you will, of that bucket so you can dump it and fill up that bucket with some great energy so you can think more clearly. So I hope that made sense and resonated with you as it resonated with me. So that is a wrap I want to thank Tracy for joining us, for sharing all the good stuff that she shared. Be sure to check out 
her website at pennypinchingmom.com. I will have that link in the show notes as well. So you can check that out uh, at jenhemphill.com forward slash 72. So thanks again for joining me. Be sure to uh, check out Tracy and all the good, great stuff that she's up to. And don't forget to grab your mini guide as well at jenhemphill.com forward slash mini guide. And I will talk to you again next Thursday. 